What's going on? What's good? Shoot, you got it, you got it. Heck, I, I know it's a lot to talk about. We got to get to a Super Bowl and draft and all of that. Yeah, our latest fuck Super Bowl thoughts. Um, matter of fact, let's let's get the Super Bowl out the way real quick. I know. Uh, I yeah. think rare. I think rare to be joining us any moment. Okay. Uh, but yeah, let's get let's get the Super Bowl out of the way, man. What what did you think about that shit? Well, sure. first of all, it took the halftime show. Took the halftime show to get the actual game started because the first half was just ho hum and three yards in the cloud of dust. Man, that's how great Usher was, man. Usher was so amazing, man. He he motivated the both teams to play better. Yeah, he did. Well, Lisky's outfit too, right? But no, nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Usher got lost in the booty, man. I got a, I got lost too. But <laughs> we we gonna talk about Alicia Keys on this podcast too. Uh, uh, I I, 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 I agree to disagree portion of the podcast. We gonna get oh yeah, oh yeah. This this is gonna be fun here. But <laughs> it, but but see, but see, if, if San Francisco was smart, well. They, they never pushed the lead up. They never got a big enough lead on Mahomes, and you know that this guy is going to come back. I'll never understand why George Kittle didn't get more than two or three targets thrown at him. Oh. I'll never understand why Christian McCaffrey didn't get more than 30 carries in the game because he was clearly the team's best player. So, And then Kittle was number two. And you still relying on Brock Purdy's arm. And even when uh, Debo Samuel got hurt, Brock Purdy went the other way. Yeah. So, you know, I think in terms of, you know, look, Kyle Shanahan has coached worse Super Bowls. I thought, obviously, you know, he blew, you know, the Falcon Super Bowl. Uh, and I thought he mismanaged the, the fifth Super Bowl 54 when the Chiefs came back. Uh he should have ran the ball then and a lot more in the fourth quarter, but you know, that's a whole nother game. But um, you know, he didn't mismanage it as badly, but the the, the errors, man, they, they they just mounted up. And then to me, man, not taking you know, to me, man, I thought they should have kicked the ball. It gave the Chiefs the ball. Yeah. Uh, like, that's no, like in that situation against that quarterback, you gotta see that differently. You gotta understand, like if Mahomes get that shit, it's gonna be seven points. So you gotta. I feel like you should. They should have kicked it right there. It, it, and not getting, like you said, not getting the ball to fucking Kittle and and not use it to me. You know, like you said, the the, the way the game was playing, McCaffrey should have had about thirty carries. Uh, because it was becoming a run, a type of run-heavy game that they needed to play in order to win. I mean, the I mean, the Kansas City defense was 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 good, but 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 McCaffrey was still getting four yards every carry. I would have ran McCaffrey into the dirt. And and that's the difference. And that's the difference between the cow, you know, Cal Marks and, and <laughs> Big Mike. Because Big Mike Shanahan would have ran, he would have ran Christian McCaffrey forty times, and George Kittle would have got about ten or eleven catches in that game. 
Yeah. And they would have grinded that game out because that was the kind of game it was. They would have had to grind that game out. Because Kansas City defense, I mean, especially that second, that secondary wasn't shit shaking for the 49er receivers against their, their cornerbacks. No, no. No, that secondary was phenomenal for Kansas City. And and like you said before, the, the obvious matchup advantages you have is Kittle in the passing game versus their linebackers. And even McCaffrey as a receiver out in space against their linebackers, which Kyle, Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Marks. Yeah, <laughs> 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 it's like, dude, it's it's not that it, it's it's simple. Like he, Cal gets, I think he gets, you know, these offensive geniuses, you know, they get too far in their heads and stuff, and you know that's that's what makes it. That's what made his dad so great, man. Mike Shanahan knew when to manage the game, but he also knew when they need to be aggressive too. Right, and then you bring up the overtime. Yeah, I and it's funny because there are reports that that uh, San Francisco players they didn't know how the overtime worked either. They thought once they scored that the game was over with. Yeah, and like, how do you not? Oh man, and that's another good point, man. Like, how do you not? How does your players not know that? I mean, come on, man. You you no, come on. How do your players not know the, the overtime rules and the situation? Yeah, and then, because, see, I'm seeing the clips now of Patrick Mahomes running up and down the sideline saying, oh, they're going to take the ball. Okay, let them have it. Let them have it. And, and, and that was just bad. I mean, if Mahomes would have got the ball and turned it over or if it would have been turned over on down, all you have to do is kick the field goal and win the game. If Mahomes would have went and scored a touchdown, forget it. Now y'all know y'all got to score touch now. Second of all, you get all four plays on every possession to make a play. If you're in a bad field position, you only got three downs to make a play. So if you give them the ball first, you know, you know what you got to do. Because if it's the other way around, if, you know, if you get the ball first, Patrick Mahomes already knows what to do because more than likely Patrick Mahomes is gonna score. I mean, come on. he he gonna <laughs> score, man. At this point, Patrick Mahomes is is the fucking biracial brain. <laughs> like that, he even had a Brady season. You know, you remember like you know the the early Brady years. You know, Brady would have like good good regular seasons, but then in the playoffs he would be like fucking Jordan, and that's basically what Mahomes just did. Yeah, um, um, I, I actually this Chiefs team reminds me of the Warriors team that just won the championship. Like, a, what was it like a year or two ago? Yeah, I guess it's right. I mean, they played the seasonal questions and issues and this and that, but then when the playoffs came, horse of a different color. They stole the championship. Yeah, <laughs> they stole championships. I mean, the Warriors. I thought they they beat. Uh, a Boston team that should have won that championship, and just like the, yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs, they beat the hell, they beat the Bills saying that you could have said could have won a Super Bowl the last four years, and, and then you beat the Ravens, and then now you look at the 49ers team, you know, yeah, and they beat the Bills and the Ravens on the road, cool, calm, and collectively, they never 
lost their composure. Patrick Mahomes never lost his composure. Hell, San Francisco led the game 22-19 in overtime, and Mahomes get the ball. I was like, okay, ah, this man, easy this, work. Bro, we all know that. If we all knew it was over at this point. Oh, man, he's like, oh, that's it's, it's game over. It's just how yeah. to the touchdown. <laughs> They just march down the field. Just march man, down the field. The the only man, you know, you look at the cheese, and this was probably like the worst cheese team that they've had like a, in a while. Yeah, like no wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, even like struggles with the offensive line. I, man, I feel like the only the only dude that can actually challenge Mahomes and keep these Super Bowls in check for him uh, is is Joe Burrow. Well, well Barbara got to be healthy for one. And, and then, just out of respect for Patrick Mahomes, because, you know, he's won three now and three um, Super Bowl MVPs and two, you know, regular season MVPs. I just think, like Shana Sharphead said on Monday, the distance between one and two is astronomical. There's no one close to Mahomes, but the other quarterbacks, you know, two through five, you know, if it's, you know, Allen, Hurts, and Burrow, and, and Jackson, hey, they can squabble over who's, you know, who's second, who's third, who's fourth, and who's fifth. But Mahomes, when we talk about Patrick Mahomes, we can just talk about uh, him and Brady and Montana, because that's who that, that's who he's with now. It's that bad, Theo. I don't think it's an astronomical difference. You don't think so? Like, no. Like, between, like, between, let's say, Mahomes... And Burrow, no, I think it's a, I think it's a difference, yeah. But is it astronomical? I don't think it's a big gap at all, man. Look at what Joe, Joe Burrow accomplished, man. This man has a, has a horror. He has a historically bad offensive line, and he had all the bad mojo from the Cincinnati Bengals organization from years past, all the ghosts, and yet he still led that team to a Super Bowl. Okay. Where it could have went, went either way. Came back from 21-3 down against Pat Mahomes on the road in Kansas City. So yeah, so, that 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 counts for something. Now obviously he got hurt again because otherwise it would have came down to Cincinnati and 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 KC again. But I don't think it's a big gap between I don't think it's a, a astronomical gap. Like between like Mahomes and and Burrow, it's a gap. And they're one, they're one and one against each other in the playoffs now, right? Right, and, and I think it's a, also too like, and then also too you gotta look at the team and the coaches too. Come on, man, he got the second greatest defensive coordinator ever, and Steve Spagnuolo. Yeah, I mean Andy Andy Reid has basically put himself as like the Mount Rushmore coaches. That shit. <laughs> yeah, he sure as hell did. He out that, there now. That shit matters. You know? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Mountain Rushmore. Called the uh, Belichick and um, I'm going to have to say uh, Chuck Noll. Chuck Noll, Mike Shanahan. Bill Walsh. No. Bill Walsh. Uh, and I got Mike Holmgren just outside of that Mike, Mike, Mount Rushmore. Because cause, cause Andy Reid definitely goes on now. Yeah, he's on there. He's been to five Super Bowls, right? Yeah, five, yeah. Uh, One, three. Yeah, five Super Bowls. And then you get, to, 
And then you look at what he did, you know, when he got to K, you know, when he got to Philly, you know, how he, you know, coached that team around. And then when he got to KC, you know, KC was just in the dumps and he coached that team around. You know, I mean, the man, he's, he's, he's a legit coach, man. And I love how he's like, like that changed his style over the years, you know? Right. So, so, so now, so now we have to discuss where Patrick Mahomes ranks all time, you know, in in someone's top five or top, yeah, top five, top 10. I mean, I had did a top 10 on Facebook some years ago, but I want to say that was 2021 and I had Johnny United set like five and, you know, Manning and Elway and Montana and Brady, Brady and now I got to readjust this crap down. Well, I think you was you was paying homage to like the, the, the quarterbacks and just how difficult, you know, it was to actually throw the ball. You know, yeah. they had to have like extraordinary fucking skill just to complete a pass, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 then I was telling you on Thursday that I was on the fence with Mahomes and Manning only because Mahomes doesn't have a stats like Manning yet, but damn. Mahomes running in the playoffs. It's just, Ooh. yeah. Uh, man, unfortunately, man, I was hoping I wouldn't have to go down this path with Peyton. I don't want to go down that path. You know how much I love Peyton Manning. I love Peyton. Oh, wow. I love the sheriff, man. To me, he's like Jim Kelly 2.0. Yeah. Uh, I love Peyton, man. But Peyton, I say from about 04 to about. I would say about 2010. Peyton should have had about three Super Bowls in between that time with those coast teams, with what they had on both sides of the ball. That was in 2010 that ultimately went to Green Bay. You telling me the coach shouldn't have been in that Super Bowl? They no, clearly should have. Not 2010, but uh, 2009. Excuse me. Oh, that was 2009. Okay, when they were 15 and one, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and lost the first round game to the Jets. Yeah, and then and then the Super Bowl where you know he threw the game in the interception and shit. And to the to the Saints. Yeah, to the Saints. And and look at the coast team that he had in between that time. Like, you know, and 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 and, and I think there's a narrative that, you know, Peyton Manning never played, you know, with great defenses or nothing like that. But if you look at the coast defenses from about 05, to about 09, those were top 10 defense. They had legitimately damn good defenses in between that time with the white friendly Bob Sanders. Uh, they had like legit defenses. So Bob was, Sanders like, was a really good corner. Right, right. They had uh, Nick Harper, who was another really good corner. Uh, they, I mean, Mathis on the other end, Freeney on the other end. I mean, they pass rush was ridiculous. And, you know, for them to not get it done, yeah. And, and yeah, I know the Patriots was in between that time, but as good as the 07 Pats was, as great as that team was, that fucking 07 Colts team was was right up there. They were yeah. right, they were neck and neck. Remember when they met, the both teams were uh, 7 and 0. Yeah, and, and look, <laughs> I remember that game very well. The, the Patriots just edged them out by four points, but that, yeah. those teams were even. They were, they were even, neck and neck. I also remember uh, Tom Brady um headbutting the uh headbutting the Patriots players in the huddle. 
Psycho Tom, man. He's doing the best. <laughs> best. <laughs> <laughs> NBC, that that game was uh, Sunday Night Football. <laughs> Man, I remember, and you know the the great thing about it, that game is still on YouTube, man. <laughs> For anybody that want to watch it. Hell, nah. So so Brady's all, so wait a minute. So Mahomes is already third now for you all time. No, see for me, uh, I had. I, let, let me see. For me, it's Brady. Uh, number two is Montana. Uh, number three, I would say probably, yeah. Uh, mm. No, you know what? I would say I still have Airway. I would still put Airway ahead of him, but then I would probably have Mahomes fourth. Probably like yep. fourth up there with mm-hmm. me. Probably like fourth. Yeah, I guess who would be fifth? I, I don't know. I mean, I know, I know United said, uh, no, United's won two Super Bowls, right? I believe he won three. He won three? Okay, I know he won a uh, championship and then two Super Bowls, I want to say. I got to look that up. Because yeah. yeah, before the Super Bowl, they were just the NFL championship. Yeah, but, let's see if I can look that up right quick. Yeah, because, yeah, goddamn, man. I mean, my father was just saying, you know, Johnny Unitas was a goddamn game. Yeah, I mean, he was like, I mean, the original Peyton Manning. Yeah, he was exactly same team, right? <laughs> he was an original paid man, but got it done. Yeah, you're right. He had two two championships, two NFL champs, two Super Bowls, two Super Bowls. Yeah, and yeah, how many NFL champs. champs? So that's three. Yep. God damn. Mm. Johnny Unitas was stopping. I mean, where do you rank Bart Starr? I mean, because. You know, mm. you can get the older football. You know, I was watching like a, a few old games, like you know, a while ago, because that's just what I do. Uh, of course. But, but, yeah, <laughs> uh, and just like man, just remember, just thinking about like how hard it was to throw the football, man, back then, man. And and yeah, Bar Star was somebody that was that just got shit done, and and you know those Packer offensive lines, you know, they were good, mm. but Bar, Bar Star was getting lit up a hell of a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we have Bart Stark. I never had Bart Stark pass Fonz and, and Rogers. And I have to think about Bart Stark now. I mean, he in the outside. I, I, I want to definitely say he's somewhere between 11 and 20, but I have to think about that. Uh, I think I'd rather have Stark and Favre, man. At least I can trust Bart Stark not to throw a dumbass pick into quadruple <laughs> <laughs> don't, hey Jordan Love, don't start that shit, man. No, don't start that shit. We need to be like Aaron, not Brett, in that regard. And, and then, you know, all heads would be pissed at us because we we just don't talk about Bradshaw so far. And he got four, right? He got four, but it was a reason why we see all them highlights of Lynn Swan dropping like 20 feet in the air over three people and shit to catch the ball because Bradshaw was just putting that bitch up. Yeah. Steel Curtain was really phenomenal on that team, and the run game was phenomenal. I don't, I never saw Bradshaw do anything that was just groundbreaking when uh-huh. I looked at tape. I'll give Bradshaw credit for, uh, what was it, the last Super Bowl the Steelers won because... 
That's he won that one. Yeah, against the Rams, I think they he had to win that Super Bowl because that the, the defense can stop the Rams that that particular game. So I'll give him, I'll give Grashaw great credit for that, you know. Um, right. But but yeah, you know this, you know it just be it, as some I think some guys it becomes hard to rank, and then some guys you just kind of see it and and see how their skill is and see how they're translating. You just kind of put two or two together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, now it's funny. We got to talk about two things with Felicia Keys. Two different things. I guess first with Felicia Keys, I don't care what you, what your wife, and what Terrell, and, and even my wife, Terrell, no, not the world, Terrell. The, the world. The world. The world. The world. Believe you say the world. It's funny because we, it's funny because we got everybody in the world out here saying they don't want to ever hear her sing live again. You look all up and down Facebook and just in general, there are so many people saying that they don't want to hear this woman sing live. And you know, we all laugh and call her Alicia off keys. Now I call her Alicia piano keys because when it comes to that goddamn piano, she can't be touched. <laughs> She can't be touched on that piano, Jack. I'm dead serious about that. But if y'all want to say she can sing, hey, listen, that that's on y'all. But the one thing that just blows me in general when it just comes to singing and stuff, I have some, some folks try to tell me, well, she won, she won awards, she making money, so that's it. She can sing. But that don't mean uh, she can sing. I used to think that about Mary J. Blige until 2001 when a friend really pointed out to me that on that song, I Never Want to Live Without You, Faith Evans was leading that song, right? Right. Faith was leading that song. And so I had to sit at the table and say, damn, Mary can't blow like that. She, she, you know, and so I'm like, damn. You know, and even you said it. It blew my mind. It hurt my feelings. And, and, and that's why I'm trying to look at Alicia Keys. It's only because I hear Alicia Keys sing off key so much. That don't mean that I'm saying that, hey, she can't sing whatsoever. She flat out trash. She's going to make an attempt. I just enjoy her more as a piano, as a pianist. That's all. And, you know, music, you know, music is one of those things. It's, it's so subjective, man. You know, it is. what sounds good to somebody may not sound good to another. You know, just like different genres of music. Like one of us may like hip hop. One of us may like rock and roll. You know, uh, that's the cool thing about music. It's so subjective. You know, we all have different opinions. To me, shit, Keith Sweat can't sing. <laughs> Keith Sweat so. can't sing. Huh? Right. Yeah, so, I mean, so, but we all Keith Sweat got Keith Sweat got hit song, and that don't mean that don't that don't mean that that don't. I agree with that. Alicia Keys does have hit songs, but does that mean that she can sing? Mary J. Blige got the Ultimate Music Library. Does that right. mean Mary can blow? Right. And, and you, you, like, you may seem like maybe like 
for another example, maybe somebody like Britney Spears. How well can she? How well can she sing? You know, she couldn't sing like Christina Aguilera. No so, way. You know, <laughs> but, but, to own, but but that's the good thing about music, though. Music, like wrestling, is subjective, man. You know, it's it's right. like different shit. You know, like it's like the transition into wrestling. You know, some people like AEW, some people don't like WWE, and that's fine. And vice versa. <laughs> yeah, but but then but 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 one but one thing though, did I tell you I was a fan of Alicia Keys music? Yeah, yeah. Cause when I hear a song about her, uh, you don't know my name. That song was so well written. The way she when she flirted was that most deaf or was that comedy she was flirting with in the um. She was flirting with most deaf, right? Yeah, was, yeah. For I wish it was me, but you know, it was bro, bro, you married just like I'm married. Cool out. <laughs> but that was bad when the video first happened, though. Yeah, and, and, and see. That was so well written. I love that song to death too, but I love the music. And see, that's what I was telling. I was telling my wife, you can love a person's music and not be a fan of their singing. How you think we get through loving Janet Jackson and loving Aaliyah? Yeah, man. Look, we we both love Janet Jackson and death, but we we know Janet Janet ain't got got much of a voice. Right. She got a vibe. She come. <laughs> She can dance she can, her ass off. She can whisper. Yeah, she can, she can do that. She can seduce the hell out of you with that whisper, too. And listen, yeah. Janet Jackson won a lot. Janet Jackson has won a shitload of awards and made money, but that don't mean she's a great singer. Exactly. And, and but it's subjective. You know, we all like different singing. You know, we are, it's a different lane for everybody. It is. And, and then, you know, the same thing about Alicia Keys, and this is just with fans that was, you know, making fun of Usher, hugging her and everything. Listen, I would have ran out the damn crowd at the Super Bowl to hug, <laughs> hug her. Did you see that dress that one was wearing? Was wearing? Bro, you saw what she was wearing? I'd have ran up and tried to hug her too. But that's part of the show. Swiss Beats ain't got nothing to worry about. Yeah, me and my wife was like, me and my wife was watching it, man, and, and I just said, man, oh, Usher just got lost in the booty, man. She might have got lost too. Because it was it was so cool to Usher, man. Usher did his damn thing. It was so cool to Usher because I think Usher saw how nervous she was at that damn piano because she couldn't move. What? And Remember, I right over there. Right, because remember, Alicia started off the song, once again, being off key and on a bad note. But once Usher went over there, she collected herself. Yeah, I think she was, like, nervous as fuck. And she, like, she got she got frozen, and Usher just slid on over there. He was like, hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then that loosened her up, and then she got off the, off the piano, and, and the world was like, Damn. <laughs> And see, they, they see, they see, that's another thing. Alicia singing live versus Alicia in the studio. And a studio will help you sound right. A studio helped Mary J. Blige sound right. They helped Aaliyah too. But when you heard them live, you like, damn. Oh, they fake. Damn, bro. Damn. Damn. Well, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, man. Shout out to them. 
Oh, they really, oh, they really faded on Janet, man. They told her, do not elevate your voice. At least Alicia Keys can elevate her voice. Janet can't do it at all. She shouldn't do it. No, it's it's it's, it's not recommended. Like it's like uh, in her manual, it's in her contract, man, that she can't do that. Nah, <laughs> nah. But, but 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 what I was getting to with Alicia was, you know, fans like to strike up an issue when Usher, because we know what it started with with Usher when he heard of a Kiki Palmer and everything, but <laughs> Kiki Palmer didn't even have a husband. She just had a boyfriend that was abusive from jumping crazy. But that was never an issue with Swiss Beat and Usher in regards to that Super Bowl thing. That's what musicians do. Bro, if you were married to, if Erica was a gymnast and one of the guys had to flip Erica in the air, throw up in the air, of course they're going to wind up seeing her panties because the guy had to throw up in the air. That's just part of the business. It's not like he up gazing and looking, although some do it, but that's part of the business. I mean, why should I get upset if a therapy client of the Sherry starts crying or starts getting extra emotional during the session? That's part of the business. And then that's just insecurity if you're getting emotional and shit like that, man. Right. You're not doing right. Yeah, but you know, beyond that, that's pretty much it. Um, I had a uh, shoot, and I think I had told my wife felt that Alicia please keys can blow too, and I'm like, okay, see, we watching New York on the cover together, bro, and I don't even want to talk about music with her now because she originally said that Janet could sing, then she said that Aaliyah could sing, and now you saying Alicia Keys can sing. So now I'm thinking it's a disconnect between the wife now. I'm upset at her. <laughs> I love my you, wife to death. She is, man, like, bro. Oh, wait a minute. This wasn't part of the deal. You, I thought you knew this. Man. <laughs> man, I'm, I'm man. And, you know, my wife will, you know, wrap her hands around my throat and everything. So, you know, hey. But, nah, nah. I'm just being funny about that. But, yeah. Yeah, it's it's. You know, music is a beautiful thing, right? Right, and that it is, man. And that's and it's like the same thing with wrestling, man. It's it's subjective. It's everybody can like, you know, it's something for everybody. Unless you got things trying to tell you that uh tell you that certain wrestlers can wrestle. I don't know, we get that in wrestling too, right? (laughs) 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 We get that in wrestling too. (laughs) they really can't but I mean wrestling it's funny we have to deal you know with this rock this whole part of the rock where he wants to uh, get involved in the um, storylines and everything now but 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 rock is really over now he he healing it up right Hollywood rock is back right oh oh, man man. I saw I watched that shit this morning man oh it brought it brought a smile to my eye, man. First of all, I, I'm worried about the Rock. He can't. He can't do it no match ever. You see how? You see how stiff he is? <laughs> He's stiff as hell, man. It take him like it take him 20 minutes to walk to the ring. He can barely move. So how the hell he gonna do a match? <laughs> he ain't got no business doing no rush no match whatsoever. And, and one more thing, man. 
Like, why his head go like it's like 150 pounds? It could like one of them damn big ass kettlebells that you see in like <laughs> like a sports <laughs> just on top of his head. Damn, yeah. man, his head bigger than two Undertakers. Rock <laughs> ain't got no business doing a wrestling match whatsoever. And we up here talking about Triple H. You know, should will never wrestle again. Rock should never wrestle again because he's not in shape. He's not in wrestling ring shape. He's he's in movie shape, but not in ring shape. <laughs> I don't I don't know if he can do a movie right now. You see how stiff he is? You gotta be able to move, man. Yeah. I mean, unless the Rock goes switch to being a dramatic actor where he ain't gotta move that much, then I guess, but. Man, he can't do no action move right there. Man, even like if he bend some one way too quick, he go tear his quad again. Damn. <laughs> so, so wait a minute. I guess at this point, we have to just sit back and watch on what looks like. We've done so much speculating on what they're gonna do with the storylines and everything. I the only thing we're not conclusive about is is Cody gonna actually win or not. I would hope that he wins, right? I, I I would hope. I mean, I would think like you know, Cody wins over the Rock, Roman Reigns. I mean, it's like the ultimate, make him like the ultimate new face of the company type of shit, you know? Yeah. But then you just you just don't know, you know? You just you just don't know which way to go going because because Hogan's you know title reigns, right? Was it that Hogan's is the next title reign to break? Yeah. So and then he, and then you know he he has nine hundred and ninety nine wins. Roman has right, right. Yeah. We just don't know. I, I, I if there's one thing that we do know, right? Uh, Drew, <laughs> Drew McIntyre is just hotter than a furnace, right? Oh man, Drew, Drew McIntyre, <laughs> man, he can be like Triple H, man. about on the, on the text man it, you know for him to still be wearing this damn CM Punk shirt I gotta it makes me believe that Punk not as hurt as they telling as they you know saying right so I, I it's a possibility that he may show up at, that he may be Drew McIntyre's opponent at Mania hmm well cause I forgot Punk was saying that the R was was slowly Healing at that uh, WrestleMania kickoff show, but you know, Russell said a lot of things just to move the storyline, right? Right. And what is there? What what a logical choice is there for Drew McIntyre? And why else would he still be wearing this shirt and still talking about CM Punk? Yeah, but Salvador still got to have an opponent, right? Right, but then we've seen that before, though. Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins, we just seen that. Yeah, we've had that about three times now, right? Right, just like a couple of months ago. So we we would need a we would need a triple threat match over there because if that's the match, none of us are impressed. If it was Seth versus Cody Rhodes. You know, and I guess Roman versus Rock, 
we wouldn't have been impressed because Steph has faced Cody Rhodes three yeah. times. He just beat him, like, yeah. And, and, and now, so since we're saying that Drew has faced Seth so many times, and Cody has made has faced Seth so many times, that leads into, damn, if Seth Rollins in that World Heavyweight title, is that is that belt buried or what? Oh, my God. They had that kickoff incident go down. Yeah. That was just standing on the stage while Rock and Cody and Roman were going at it. He just standing there. And then at the end, he just says, you know, I don't know, I guess he was uh, saying that Rock wasn't, wasn't doing this or Rock wasn't doing that after slapping Cody or whatever. But, damn, man, Seth's in a tough spot, right? Seth is in a no-win situation, man. He can't control the booking. But at the same time, I know he got to be feeling like my title don't mean shit. All the, all the things that I've done, the way I've carried this damn title, the way I've bust my ass, he's defended against basically everybody. He's defending that motherfucker on Raw. I mean, he's, he, he did put his heart in some like it's, it's one of my favorite title reigns ever. To me, it kind of reminds me of Bret Hart's title reign. His very first title reign, where you remember when Brett was defending that motherfucker like every single night, right? That's that's what Seth has. That's that's the kind of champion that he's been, and it's and, just, they just shitted on him, right? No matter how much he defends that belt, because see, Roman cut that promo about that belt and said that was the loser's belt, oh, and all God. the people that he beat have, you know, all the people that he beat have challenged, you know, Seth Rollins for that belt. Seth Rollins was also one of the losers to Roman, I believe. And it's just that belt was created out of nowhere because no one beat Roman for the World Heavyweight or WWE title. So, I understand what Terrell is saying that that undisputed championship that Roman has needs to be split again. And they need to just get rid of the World Heavyweight title from, you know, South Rollins, because it just ain't hitting. Man, it, it's, it sucks for South, man. It's, it sucks for South. It does. That's it's, the one bad like, idea of Triple H has had so far. Go ahead. It's like, why don't they view Seth Rollins in that light? You know? It's like, what about Seth Rollins don't don't they don't don't they believe in you know? Yes, yeah. I mean they believe in him. They believe he's doing everything he can. He really he really is. They don't believe in him. But yes, that belt, but the belt ain't catching on. Because let's say how not how come he's not being positioned? Let's say how like Cody is. You know? Yeah. But but then we've had Seth Rollins. You know, chasing a belt and winning and everything. This is Cody's second year chasing a belt, right? Yeah, that's true because you know, I you know, man, I forget several has been in this damn. He been with what what twelve years? Yeah, he been so, there since uh, twenty twelve. So yeah, like I kind of I still view him as like the one of the younger guys, but I gotta I gotta remember that man. He's like kind of like in that phase that like let's say. Randy Orton was about in his 13 year where he just kind of ain't he in the title picture but he really ain't trying to win it you know kind of deal right and actually 
Actually, Sherrod's been there since um since twenty ten when he was with on um, FCW before it switched right. over to NXT. So yeah, right, right, that's right. Yeah, so I I don't I just don't know Theo. I don't know how WWE is gonna um I don't know how they're gonna do this. I mean, because that that match, like you said, that match between Drew and Seth. As, as as great as Drew's character has been, it ain't working because we've seen this match before. Drew got to win. It has to be gun. It has to be Gunther. Gunther got to lose his um IC title to uh, Jay on Monday, right? He got to lose that, and then you can have Jay versus uh, Jimmy at at Mania for the IC belt. And we can also have we can have Gunther. Drew and Seth. Now, if Drew wins the match with Gunther and Seth, then it ain't a problem because it, it was a three-way match. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Yeah, that works. Oh boy, <laughs> that's the move for real. That's the only way to make that match hit because if that's the match with Seth Rollins. No one's gonna tune in. We'll be happy to hear that Drew McIntyre won, but other than the fans that's, that's there, who gonna sit at home and watch that match? Uh, otherwise, it would be like to have to have like some kind of a stipulation, like like a ladder or some some sh- crazy shit. But then at the same time, who gonna want? You know, we've seen it. So, but I love your idea of putting Gunther in that match because yeah. Gunther was supposed to say. Uh, Live wrestling, I don't want to say his real name. But, uh, yeah, Gunther was supposed to face him at uh, Mania. Oh, Brock Lesnar, right? Uh, oh, <laughs> it's a shame that Brock was just being a shitty human being. Oh, yeah. Because that would have been a great match. Oh, man, that would have been a fucking brutal match. Oh. would have been. Oh, oh. That shit would have been brutal and nasty. But seeing what's happening with this company right now, you know, we car subject to change, right? Yep. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and that's going to be the way it is for the foreseeable future, man, because, you know, it's like like we talked about in the text, man, I think it's going to be more fallout from this, more names and and it's going to be some people caught up in this. I just hope it ain't the, the I just hope it ain't the wrong people. You know that's controlling the business, and the business goes down over it. But well, I tell you one thing: they already got Stephanie McMahon as some cover up. Yeah. So I mean, uh-huh. this, this is decades of names and people involved and shit. Every a lot of people do a lot of shit, man. Yeah. A lot of people feel that Triple H still might have something to do with it, but I think Triple H probably just worked to keep the wrestlers away from it because he might have known what was going down, but. What could he have done? What what could what could Triple H have done outside of uh, losing his job? Exactly. What could he have done? I mean, this Nothing. is his wife. This is his father-in-law. He kind of at the same. I in a way, he's actually kind of caught in the middle of the shit. You know. So I mean, I'm just hoping he wasn't a participant in it, and you know, or nothing like that. But obviously, man, for shit to go on as long as it did, a lot of people had to know a lot of shit. Yeah, it's gonna be some fall, guys. Yeah, it's it 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 is, man. It's like one of them. Uh, this like this like one of them. Uh, this like Bill Felder's in the end. 
Where, where all the, no, like casino in the end where all the people you saw getting killed off and shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just I hope it ain't like that from for 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 for, 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 for WWE man. Man, that book the WWE WWE. <laughs> WWE. Damn. But but I think after this discussion, you might have hit the best idea for Gunther. Put him in this, put him in this Drew McIntyre Savage match. Oh, so Theo can book after all, huh? Well, the broken clock is roast. The broken clock is was is right twice a day, right? It's right twice a day, though. <laughs> Bro, that is the only logical idea is to put Gunther in that match. Gunther don't have to win the match. Well, put them in there to make that match interesting because no one wants to see Seth and Drew. No one wanted to see Seth and Cody. And and, and I I want to see this. I want to see this version of McIntyre as champ. You want to see McIntyre? Yeah, because this because he over. Oh man, this motherfucker! Oh, he a, he he a nasty motherfucker. I love it. <laughs> this man literally came out there and said. You know, this injury that occurred to you at the Royal Rumble and you missing uh, Mania, I've actually prayed for this. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I actually prayed for this. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> man. man so man let me what do you what do you think the bears are gonna do man with this damn with this damn decision with this draft well i'm i'm telling you right now um no i'm green bay we're green bay pakistan but i'm chicago bears yeah. i would just sit back and let everyone talk Whoever got the best deal for this number one draft pick because there's no reason to abandon Justin Fields. I just don't see. I don't see why they should build around this kid. I don't Please. see it either. And and I think us, we giving like the Green Bay Packer, the opponent perspective. Justin Fields scares the shit out of me as a Packer fan. Yeah. He needs another receiver. He needs an offensive line. Put another guard or tackle on that team. Because if the, if the Bears had a line with Jay Cutler, Jay Cutler would have won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Put, put a line around that man. Make him perform. Don't just say, well, even though they don't have an offensive line, he should still be able to make plays and this and that. Put a real offensive line on him and see what mistakes he makes from there. Now, if they don't feel after that, trade him. Let him go. I agree. The only way you're going to know is to, like you said, you have to put protection in front of him and allow him an opportunity to be able to make mistakes and successes as a passer. You know, that shit just don't happen overnight. I mean, you just don't just get up in, in the morning and just drink no damn juice and then you go all of a sudden Superman. No. No. It don't work like that. So if, if I'm a Bears, I will listen to Atlanta. Maybe Atlanta will start making them some offers and then Washington would have to make them an offer. 
But yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. I I believe they should keep Fields. I think they have a unique opportunity. They already they they already have some pieces on defense. Their defense actually ain't ain't very far away already. It's not. My fast spread was definitely a great trade they picked up last year. They need to go draft another another um edge or three or three technique in the um in the draft. But I just would on the bears I would sit back and try to get get everything I can for that first round pick. If Caleb Williams is truly a uh, generational talent, you should be able to pull back two first round draft picks from another team. A twenty-five and a twenty-six, you know. Yeah, I'm. I'm just not a fan. I'm not a fan. I've I've seen him play a couple of games. Uh, seen seen a few highlight packages. Seen seen some like some analyst stuff and shit. I'm not a fan of his decision making when he's under pressure, and I, I don't I don't like that. And then I don't like the off the field like he wanted them like his dad apparently demanded owners park ownership and shit like like he an the NBA. No, this ain't the NBA, homie. <laughs> It's not. It, it don't work like that in the NFL. I, do I think Taylor Williams will be a good quarterback in the NFL? He will. But I think Jalen Daniels from LSU, he, he's, I think he'll step ahead of uh, Caleb Williams. I think Jalen may outperform him. Like, so who, who is his play style kind of similar to for me? Because I haven't seen him. Who, Caleb? Uh, no, no, uh, Jaden. Uh, I'm not really sure. See, we need Mr. Football, who really loves the SEC. <laughs> we need to really analyze that part. So, okay, so I'm going to have to, I'm going to circle around the rail for that question, man. Uh, yeah, I have to look at some film. Lastly, man, you know, give me some of your favorite all NBA All-Star memories, man. Oh, well, we know 2001 was probably the best game. Uh, you know, I mean, of course, you know, Magic having that thrill of being allowed to play the, uh, the game in uh, 92. Yeah. Um, you know, the old one game where it went back and forth down the stretch, and that old yeah. one was amazing. Jordan, um, Jordan sending the game to overtime in 03, hitting that, hitting that uh, game time three. Uh, that might be my favorite all-star moment right there. Oh, uh, three? Yeah, Jordan hitting that mm. shot over there. Whoa, man, he nailed that one. But Jordan didn't cut his shit the entire game. He, <laughs> he missed about three dunks. <laughs> <laughs> right, didn't... Um... Yeah, Vince Carter had gave him the starting spot, right? Yeah. Yeah, he gave it to him like at like in uh, the last minute, like if, in uh, just in like the pregame. Right. Uh, shoot, some more All Star memories, huh? Man, I don't know, Mister NBA. You tell me. You know, I always, I always love the thirteen All Star game. You know, Kobe versus Brian. <laughs> Kobe locked him up. He scared to shoot. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, that, and that was just coming off of the the twenty twelve. Was it the twenty? Was it uh, the twenty twelve? No, I think game. I think that was the twenty twelve All Star game. LeBron was scared to shoot in Dallas, yeah, right? Yeah, he passed it up, and Kobe just was like, "I can't believe you passed it." <laughs> He's just like, "I can't believe you passed that." 
I know, because Melo and D-Wade was in his end, too. Like, man, you passed it off while you ain't shoot. Yeah. Um, let me see. Um, you know, the 98 All-Star game is, is uh, one of my favorites, too, man. You know, Jordan versus Kobe, you know, the, how they hyped it up and, and how, you know, Kobe... You know how Kobe achieved the hype in that game, and you know Jordan. But but then Jordan, you know, kind of you know put put the business on him, man. He kind of just had to show his ass, like, look, youngin, I'm still the top dog. Sit your ass down to learn. <laughs> so uh, now from the '99 All Star game, <laughs> man, then what the the '99 All Star game was probably in like the parking lot. <laughs> and, uh, but no, um, let me see. Uh, it's it's like I like that. For me, the '87 All Star Game, I'm going way back now. You know, yeah, who won that? Like uh, yeah, who won it? Uh, the West won it, man. How they won it? Tom Chambers was the MVP of that game. You know, he had 37 points. Uh, but they just played Magic and Tom Chambers. Just basically played pick and roll down the stretch and. And pick and pop, and they killed the East. The East couldn't do shit with it. Mmm. Old Tom Chambers. We don't. That's enough song hero right there. He don't get enough credit. Well, man, the man should be. He should be in the damn Hall of Fame, man. Right. I mean, and you know. Yeah. I'll go, I'm my bad. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Hell, Sean Kemp should be in the, in the Hall of Fame too, but. That's that's gonna be another topic, right? Man, hell yeah, man! The third best power power forward of the nineties, man. And, you know, just man, for, and and then he showed up in the playoffs too. He was one of those dudes, like you know, he kind of like be okay in the regular season, but he always took it up a notch in the playoffs. So it's like he did. It's like like how y'all do the Hall of Fame? How y'all judging this, man? It's like like come on. Then we got dunk contests and stuff, you know. Um, Hell, we can go as recent as 2016, boy, between uh, Levine and Gordon, man. And, and Aaron Gordon clearly should have won that one, boy. Yeah, the, shit, the dunk contests have been better than the games recently. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. But, but that Levine, yeah, that Levine, uh, Gordon, man, that, that, that might be... Shit, I don't even know how to rank them, man. That's something I have to really think about because it's, it's a lot of great ones. Um, then you had the, the the dunk contest that Jason Richardson won back to back. Right, right. It was that uh, 01 and 02. Yeah, um, and then you had obviously you know '88 dunk contest is iconic. Jordan and Dominique. Oh yeah, which which uh, uh, Dominique literally won. Right, he, he literally should have won. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Come on, man! You now you know damn well Dominique won't be to go get a win in Chicago and Michael Jordan. They weren't going to allow that whatsoever. Just like the NFL wasn't going to allow the old one Patriots to lose to the Raiders. No, no, Tuck ruled my ass. Right. Um, right, right. Then you know the um yeah dunk contest and of course uh Vince Carter winning and never doing it again because 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 in, in our reality no one could challenge Vince Carter after two thousand he'd have ran all three dunk contests if he wants if he wanted to but you know greatest in game dunk ever right yeah 
Yeah, or the greatest dunk contest. Is he the greatest in game dunk ever, or we just saying the greatest of the dunk contest? Ah, Vince, yeah, greatest in game dunk ever. Uh, Vince, uh, MJ, uh, you gotta put Braun in there. Uh, or in game dunkers. Dominique, uh, Camp, Blake Griffin. Oh shit, yeah, Blake Griffin. Damn, <laughs> that motherfucker Blake Griffin has it. Boy, he got some bodies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's another that's for another podcast right there. Uh, yeah, let me see. Uh, Doctor J, of course. Um, Kobe got a few in-game dunks too. Kobe got a lot of bodies, man. On the low, you know, for somebody, yeah. that, you know, just you know, I always say Kobe was a good athlete. He was he wasn't a leader or great or nothing like that, but. No, Kobe, Kobe dunked on a lot of motherfuckers. He got a lot of nasty dunks. He got a lot of nasty dunks. Like you said, he won the athlete because LeBron and Jordan were athletes. LeBron James is just a freak of nature. Right. And, you know, I always tell people, man, and as, as great as Kobe Bryant is, there's a gap between Kobe at his peak and Jordan at his peak. Hell yeah, there's a gap. Kobe never went against Pete Jordan. He went against Fadeaway Jordan. That wasn't Pete Jordan. Pete mm-hmm. Jordan was 85 through like 93. In all, since we talked about Vince Carter, uh, might as well say congratulations because we know he's going to the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, shit, do we know that? I mean, KJ still ain't out in, a, in the Hall of Fame. But, you know. Oh, another, another yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Vince is in the Hall of Fame, man, yeah, without question. Yeah. So. Man. All right, I think we go. Yeah. I think that's about it, man. I think we covered everything. Shit, we covered yeah, and congratulations with the kids at the pickleball tournament today. That uh, that was amazing it. stuff. I love to see it, bro. Yeah, um, and what the what the champ is referring to is uh today was uh the uh the CPD uh Juniors Invitational um you know presented by Universal Picklers, uh, our pickleball group led by my father, uh Ricardo Pruitt. Um, you know, we had a kids tournament today. Good to turn out the kids had a great time, won some trophies. Uh, got some medals, uh, but more importantly, uh, they had a great time, and the people that involved was had a great time. So, you know, thank you to the police department. Thank you. Wow. And Kenny as well. Man, you just you just love to see it, man. Going back to the community, giving back to the kids, educating them about a totally different sport. Man, you, I couldn't wrote I couldn't wrote it any better. But you writing that for them, and I love it, bro. Thank you, thank you, man. Appreciate it, and and it's the great thing about it. It's a sport that's completely accessible. You you can play pickleball in the street with like wooden sticks. You know, it's it's that accessible. Uh, you know, it's somebody that you know people like of all ages can play. You know, whether it's like you know kids to, to adults to hell your grandparents. You know, elderly. Uh, it's it's a game that's kind of made for everybody. So that's what I love about it, man. And, and man, I appreciate the love, brother. Yes, sir. All right, bro. All right, man. Later. Much love. Later.